Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union lets you experience more. From everyday commutes to your next big vacation, the flagship credit card earns you three times the points on travel, so you can get rewarded for wherever you're headed next. All right, today we're talking with, with Pat Udovich. He's the uh, Chief HR Officer for A. Dewey Pyle. Pat, looking forward, looking forward to what we have to talk about. Um, great to talk to somebody that's in HR, not, not only in HR, but uh, Chief HR Officer at, at, a, at, a, at a nice company here in the United States. Um, about the, all the aspects of hiring veterans and um, things that veterans need to do to prepare to get out into the job market. But before we do that, I do want to hear a little bit about your background. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, Joe. Um, you know, from my background, I'm probably not the the most traditional HR guy. I, uh, you know, I was in you know college and and playing football at Rutgers University, and uh, you know, wanted to play a fifth year of eligibility and, and, and ended up going into the HR program for my master's um, with the intent of, hey, I'm just going to play another, another, another season of football and then I'll go find a job. Um, but when I, when I started taking the classes, I really, it really resonated with, with me. And, um, you know, and then later, later after that school year did, did an internship with IBM um, and then that launched my, my career in HR. I've been in HR now for 30 years. Um, you know, uh, what, you know, I've been at some big companies like IBM, DuPont, Morgan Stanley, um, you know, and then private companies. So both public and private, you know, opportunities. Um, my most recent transition has been to Dewey Pile. Uh, I've been here for about four or five months now. And, and I really, Joe, like I was saying, uh, really feel like I found a home. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of nine children uh, that my parents had. So I think the combination of, you know, a big family and sports um, really permeates the, the culture here at Pyle, um, where, you know, it's, it's family owned since 1924. So we're coming up on our 100 year anniversary, uh, fourth generation you know, uh, family still heavily involved, um, and, and really truly care about the people. And that's the, that's the big differentiator for, for a Dewey pile. Um, and, but I also think it's why it makes military personnel, you know, so attractive to us, right. Yeah. That, that, that whole team and family aspect. Great. So, um, before we dive into the HR aspects, tell us a little bit about what a Dewey pile does. So Pyle is, you know, they're a transportation and logistics company, you know, located in the Northeast. We have, we have 27 terminals from Virginia up to Maine. So, and as far West as, you know, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, um, you know, 16 warehouses, you know, over three and a half million warehousing square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we will really do all things, you know, trucking and logistics. So uh, less than truckload, um, you know, LTL business, LTL, yeah. um, you know, brokerage business, a dedicated fleet, um, you know, uh, and the warehousing distribution. So. Awesome. Great. Uh, very much of what, very familiar to anybody that's been in the military. Exactly. Logistics. Yeah. Okay. So 
Uh, hey, Dewey Powell, you guys are have some concerted efforts, uh, deliberate uh, veteran hiring. Tell us what what kind of things do you find in veterans that make you want to hire them? Sure. Um, like I was saying, you know, I think it's that that family teamwork atmosphere um, really translates to the transportation industry. Um, you know, let's let's face it. There's there's a lot of you know on the dock and in in the terminals. It's hot in the summer and it's cold in the winter, right? Um, that's not you know uh, that's not for everybody. And and some people let that get in their way mentally, right? They don't have that stick to itiveness, mm-hmm. um, if you will, or grit like we yeah. used to, we we like to say here. And then and that permeates through through the military for for. For an individual to get through the training and and take all all of the responsibilities that they they get accomplished, um, all of those things translate to this industry, um, and and what what I think is important to understand, you know, we have over two hundred veterans that that have self identified all you know uh, today on our books, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, more than half of them are truck drivers. Um, but there's a good number of mechanics, you know, that, that take care of our fleet techs, um, you know, operations and management personnel, you know, it probably makes up 15% of that, of that number. Um, and, and we all have, you know, finance, accounting, IT. So, so I think the mistake a lot of people, you know, make, you know, they hear a trucking company and they're like, oh, I don't want to be a truck driver. Well, mm-hmm. there's all these sports staffs, you know, more than half of our jobs are, are not driving jobs. Right. So, sure. uh, but they, what, what transitions really well is the accountability, the teamwork. Um, and like I said, that grit, um, it really shines through and helps them, you know, progress through the organization. Yeah. So, what are some of the highlights you can discuss with us? Um, when you see the being in HR, you probably see veterans that show up prepared for the civilian job market and veterans that show up not so prepared for the civilian job market. So uh, hit some of the highlights on both sides of that. Sure. Uh, so preparation, you know, um, as, as, as you know, and, and, and it, and it's ingrained in the military, right. Um, you know, that whole beginning part of your military career is training, um, and then it's ongoing. So you want to, you want to prepare for interviews, just like you would any other operation, right. You want to do your Intel, you want to know what the, what the company is about what they're like. And most importantly, um, and I know you do a lot of work with, you know, military transitioning, it's culturally, right? So understand, understanding the kinds of things that resonate with you as a candidate, um, and then looking for that in a company. Um, and what, what, what's that culture look like? And am I going to be able to successfully perform in that culture? Um, to me, that's the number one thing is that culture, because if people aren't, you know, we're interviewing candidates, but candidates are interviewing us, right? And um, more than really any time in the past 30 years that I've been in HR, the, the, um, the power is with the employee, right? The, mm-hmm. the applicant, they're in the driver's seat right now, um, and it's a good place for them to be. They can choose where they want to go. Um, 
but not to the point where they come across as arrogant or unprepared, right? So, so there's not a company out there that wants to take a chance on someone who just feels like they're going to get the job just for showing up. That's not the case, right? So, yeah. I would say that preparation really shines through in an interview and carries a lot of weight because because that for for Pyle that means that they care about who they are and what they're going to be doing. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of folks, especially military folks that, that, that in search of the right culture, one, it's kind of hard to do. Um, companies don't, it's really hard to detect what a company's culture is from the outside. Um, unless you know somebody that's on the inside, get some of that inside gouge, of course. But you know, in the military, it's often equated, uh, an analogy would be, regardless of what your MOS was, you remember the, the unit you were in that was, had a great CO and had great leadership and the place was run, you know, the unit was run properly and had that, had that awesome culture. You could have the same MOS, same job in a different unit and you would have been miserable. Even, even though you, you, ultimately the mission is the same, it was because of the leadership and the culture of that unit that either made it great or, or made it miserable. And it's the same thing with civilian companies. And I think a lot of, a lot of folks getting out of the military, that concept is lost on them. That they go for the job description or the idea of what the company does as opposed to what the culture of the company is. Because you, you can work for one trucking company and ha- and 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 be very satisfied and very happy, work for another truck trucking company that theoretically does the same thing and it can be miserable because of the culture. Uh, that's a great point. I mean, you know, there's there's been study after study, right? And the number one reason people stay in a job is because of their manager. Um, and on the other end of that sword, the number one reason people leave their job is because of their manager, right? Yeah. And 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 that you you hit the nail on the head, and that's why culture is so important. And and when you're interviewing. You know, really ask the person across the table, you know, what do you like? How do you manage your people? How do you give, how do you give constructive criticism? You know, um, when things go wrong, how do you react? They're all great questions and fair questions for candidates to ask of a manager when they're looking at a job. Yeah. And yet you know, that's the number one reason to stay in a job and the number one reason to leave a job. Yet that's probably one of the hardest things to identify when you're actually applying for a job. So uh, interesting concept. Yeah. All right. But in the military, you're exposed to a lot of different leadership styles. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, you know, a lot of the training's the same, how mm-hmm. pe- it's the how behind the what, right? So, okay. so someone can give an order, um, but the way someone else is given an order, you know, comes across differently and, and you want to work for that person. Um, they should pay attention and, and really be introspective about, you know, you know, what kinds of things really appeal to them and then how, how they want to see that, you know, in their next opportunity. And, you know, um, one of the other things I always said is we probably learn more from bad leadership than we do from good leadership. And one of the biggest things we learn from bad leadership is how much to appreciate good leadership. And you know, unfortunately, uh, in the military, um, most veterans have probably had a lot of experience with bad leadership. And if they can get into a company that's led well and has great leadership, 
then they're, they'll immediately recognize it and, and remain loyal to that because they've had enough experiences uh, with the opposite of that. So um, we're going to take a quick break. So hold that thought. We'll be right back. I know so many of you are figuring out what's next in your career. As a veteran, you might be looking at a whole new path and wondering what training you need to get there. If you're considering a job in software engineering, I highly recommend checking out Sabio. I know a lot of veterans that have successful careers in software since leaving the military. Sabio is a coding boot camp and developer community that's been training veterans since 2013. So many former students say Sabio has changed their lives. Sabio is not your average boot camp. In just 17 weeks, you'll not only learn to code, but gain real life experience and graduate ready to start a real high paying tech job. I love that finding a job is built into the program. After military service, finding a new job you love can be so daunting. Sabio has helped so many veterans kickstart their careers in tech. Sabio could be a game changer for you. Visit sabio.la slash on the move to learn how you can use your VA benefits to enroll at Sabio. That's sabio.la slash on the move. Don't wait. Go to sabio.la on the move today to learn more. Traveling is so beneficial, whether it's to relax or see somewhere new. And wherever you're going, a travel rewards card just makes traveling so much easier. I've had a flagship credit card for a couple of decades now. The premium travel card has a low annual fee of $49 and two times the points on all purchases outside of travel, meaning the rewards don't have to end even when the vacation does. Flagship credit card also comes with up to $100 in credits toward TSA pre-check or global entry and reimbursement on an annual Amazon Prime membership. Hmm, I didn't know that. I need to look into that. Learn how you can earn up to three times points on travel and more with the flagship credit card at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, open to the armed forces, the DOD, veterans, and their families. Flagship rates are variable and range between 10.74% and 18% APR based on credit worthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to a dollar at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Credit and collateral subject to approval. All right, back talking with Pat Udovich, the Chief HR Officer for A. Dewey Pyle. So, Pat, um, you you have some deliberate effort and deliberate programs on how you're seeking out and finding veterans to come work for Pyle. Talk about some of those programs from uh, from the company's perspective. Um, we 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 in the break we mentioned um, uh, TAP, which we're all familiar with because everybody has to go through that. This, but some folks may not have heard of the SkillBridge program or the P3 program. So, talk about some of the your participation in those three programs. Sure. Uh, so we, we, we just put a dedicated, we hired, um, you know, one of our leadership, you know, um, you know, uh, employees, you know, who was former military. Um, he's, he's focused, you know, on our military hiring now. Um, and, and he's really engaged um, with P3 and SkillBridge. SkillBridge is you know, essentially an internship program, it's a hundred percent paid for by the military. So from a pile perspective, you know, it's in, and it's 180 days out. So prior to someone leaving the military, you know, they get to participate in this skill bridge program where we'll hire someone. Um, and we have a few on board, you are know, coming on board here shortly. Um, you know, that, that they come on board, they work for pile, you know, they get exposed to the business 
They're paid by the military, so nothing changes that way, um, and they gain real life experience. Now, mm-hmm. now for us, you know, possessions nine tenths, right? So we want to <laughs> we want to retain as many of those as we can, you yeah. know, and and in really invest in them, get them to get like a like a broad you know spectrum of experiences, so that sure. they that they understand how our industry, how our business works, and and really to our strength get them exposed to all the people because you know in that they'll understand culture that's exactly right Um, culture you know p3 is a private public partnership um and and that we we really partner with uh dave hargrave who's a retired you know army colonel um and they're more local um local opportunities so we're we're very active at Fort Drum and Fort McGuire and Fort Dix. Um, but they'll, they'll, you know, get, you know, former military or transitioning military um, and they'll, they'll work with them. And, and Kyle, our, our resource, he'll help, you know, uh, former military work on the resume, translating, you know, the MS, MOS and MOC codes to, mm-hmm. you know, more civilian type terms. Um, you know, and it, and it's a nice compliment to the, the spouses of military personnel as well. So we, we mm-hmm. really focus on that. Um, but P3 has been probably our most active source. Um, and we're just starting to, to get into the skill bridge, um, you know, with a couple of candidates coming on board here soon. Yeah. We've, we've, uh, heard some phenomenal things about this skill bridge program. I've not heard of the P3 before, which, which sounds awesome. It seems to be working great for you guys. Of course, everybody knows tap cause you got to go through it. Um, the skill bridge, I believe don't hold me to this. Um, I think from somebody from a previous guest, they said the skill bridge program is managed through transcom transportation command. You have to go through them somehow to get it worked out. Or maybe that's who ultimately, pays for it or approves it as far as travel and then that, that kind of thing. Uh, but most importantly with the Skillbridge program, you got to get your command to sign off on that. Like your CEO is going to have to agree to let you go. Um, so <laughs> you got to make sure you um, massage everything and, and work it properly uh, through your command. If you're looking to do the Skillbridge program. So um, definitely something worthwhile looking into if that maybe uh, fits what you're, what you're looking to do when you get out. Um, so what else can you tell? Um, can you give us like a, I don't know, like a, like a success failure rate per se, as far as um, veterans coming to work for pile, like from, from your perspective as HR um, are veterans doing the veterans that come work for you? Do they tend to do better than, you know, straight civilians or is it about the same? I, what, what kind of, from your perspective, what, what, kind of light can you shed on that? So, so I, I would say, you know, on, on, I don't have the numbers, you know, in, in, in front of me, but um, generally speaking, I think they, they perform very, very well. Um, you know, they progress up through the, through, through the ranks, um, you know, and, and find themselves in leadership positions. Um, you may or may not know, but like the trucking and transportation industry has high turnover um, in general. Um, but, but like I said before, with, with that perseverance and that grit, you know, it's, it's, it's a business where, you know, and, and our culture is one that, that values hard work. They, they value the perseverance and the teamwork, 
Um, and as a result, you know, we have a number of people in senior management, you know, that that are former military. Um, one of the the found, founding members of the family ownership, uh, Jimmy Lada, who's now on our board, um, you know, he served in, in the Marines in, in Vietnam. And so he he always has you know, an appreciation for the maturity and the stability, you know, that that former military bring to the environment um, and that can do attitude because, you know, in, in trucking, you have no idea what's going to happen on the dock. Like uh, there's there's you can't train, you can't prepare enough uh, to see everything you have. So so what what we see out of our former military is their ability to respond versus react um, and we hold that in high regards, right? So um, they're they're not caught off guard and give that deer in headlights look when when a truck doesn't show up or when there's a spill on the dock. Yeah. Um, you know, my, one of my first weeks was interesting. You know, there was a spill of maple syrup, like a big drum of maple syrup, and 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 I was shocked at how quickly we got that cleaned up. They all knew what they were doing. They jumped on it and, um, you know, we, we really only had to clean one forklift up because it was already in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really most, most military folks probably aren't surprised when things like that happen They're They, it's more like they thrive off of it. That's exactly right. And, and where, where I think the, the normal civilian population, they get a little bit like, Oh my God, they, you know, and they just stop and stare. Um, and that's not what we want. We, 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 we like the action oriented, you know, um, be aggressive and, and try to get that, you know, addressed. And you mentioned that you used the term stick to earlier. That I've only known that to be a military term. Is that, a, is that an actual official HR term? <laughs> yeah. Can you put stick to on your resume? I would, I, w- I would love to see that on someone's <laughs> resume. So, Are you yeah, military lingo or is that actually an HR term that's been used for the last thirty years? Yeah, I think I got it in football. To be honest, uh, really? yeah, <laughs> maybe it's really a sports term. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> one thing that I've I've noticed there's a couple of things that talk about the military culture is one thing that is not very comfortable amongst veterans, especially when they first get out is self-promotion. And really when you go in for a job interview, you're kind of self-promoting, you know, you're trying, you're trying to show them how good you are and what kind of experience you have. And so self-promotion is not very comfortable for a lot of veterans. Have you ever noticed that among some of the folks that come to interview? Absolutely. And, and, and my advice there, Joe is, and I know you do a lot with entrepreneurs um, and, and I, I encourage all employees and candidates to feel this way. Mm-hmm. You need to approach each situation. You're the CEO, right, um, of your company, mm-hmm. your brand. So you're the CEO of Joe Crane Incorporated, and and you control your brand, your advertising, what you want to be known for, and what you don't want to be known for, right? And so when you approach, you know. Uh, a job interview or any situation, have that in mind. And so your advertising campaign is going to, you want to sell the right kinds of messages to reflect who you are. Um, and likewise, you're interviewing, you know, the companies to understand, is this, a, is this someone I, as a CEO of Joe Crane Inc., you want to do business with? Do I want to associate my brand with this company? 
Um, and, and then there's income statements and, and I'm responsible for my expenses and everything else. And those things all have to work for me to make this business proposition work. Absolutely. And what I always tell uh, podcast guests, guests on the show before we get started, I said, this isn't really me interviewing you. This is just a conversation between the two of us. And I think if folks approach their job interviews where it's not really a job interview, they have to approach it as, as if it's a conversation because you in the HR department doing the interviewing, if all they do is give you an answer, if you give them, ask them a question, they give you a yes or no answer, it becomes a really boring interview very quick. But if they not only give you an answer, but come back with a uh, a very well thought out response and then maybe follow up with with an additional question back to you, it becomes a conversation really quick. And when you can, in the interview process, when you can cross over that, cross over that bridge of, it now becomes a conversation when I have an interview, not really a question and answer session, then your interviews will go so much better. You'll feel so much better and you come across looking a lot better too. Yeah, really good points. And I, and I always encourage people, you know, and I've got four kids of my own and I, I tell them the same thing. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time preparing for the questions that they're going to get. They need to put equal amount, if not more, in the questions they want to ask because, you know, they're soliciting information. The way you ask a question and the questions you ask, you know, give insight to the interviewer on, Mm -hmm. you know, what what makes this person tick and what are they interested in? Um, And that really does open up the conversation to, to make it really, really work. Yeah, absolutely. One of the other things I've noticed amongst military folks is, and this was going years ago, back when I was still in the Marine Corps, um, I, I talked to young Marines and uh, you say, well, what do you plan on doing when you get out? And a lot of, I came to realize a lot of military folks, they don't realize what they have. And I, I would get this all the time, like, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm just a grunt. I don't really have any of those skills, so I don't know, I'm not really that marketable out in the marketplace. And back then, I couldn't really put words to what I was you know, feeling or trying to describe. <clears throat> but nowadays, and having run this podcast for several years, um, I think the best way it's ever been put was, well, there's hard skills and there's soft skills. You know, hard skills are like your CPA, your MBA, your Six Sigma, all those things that can be put, you know, with letters behind your name on a resume that look really good. Mm -hmm. But ultimately what employers really appreciate more than anything. And ultimately where the rubber meets the road is how good are your soft skills? Soft skills are things like stick-to-itiveness and leadership and I'm going to mission accomplishment that those attitudes, uh, the, the responsibility and ownership of the problem those are the kinds of those soft skills are where military folks shine. And the more operationally involved in the military, the more crazy your experience was, oftentimes the, the, the tougher your experience was in the military, the better your soft skills are going to be because you're going to be able to deal with people. You're going to deal with hard situations. You're going to be able to deal with maple syrup spills on the dock real easily and not really think twice about it. So talk a little bit about what your experience with hiring military folks has been as far as some of those soft skills go. Yeah. And and the points you're making are great. And the other way I would say it, Joe, is what I, what I see with military, you know, candidates um, it's, it's not what it's how, you know, and I think the, what would be the hard skills 
and the how would be the soft skills, right? So a lot of people can get, you know, a, you know, build a bridge and get everyone across it. Um, but there, there's, there's, everyone's upset about it and how it was made and, and they were directed this and that it took maybe twice as long. Right. Um, so, so the more they can talk about, you know, not only what they accomplished, but how they accomplished it, um, I think is great. And you, have you, you've heard of, you know, um, SOAR, you know, if you, if you use that acronym, S-O-A-R, you know, the kind of situation, the opportunity, the action and the result, you know, in there, you want to show how you're, you've been, you've shown empathy, the teamwork, you know, those kinds of competencies, you know, that are important to pile for us. That's what we, we really look for, you know, um, is that how are you accomplishing the tasks that you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, hey, Pat, um, give us a shout out for a Dewey Pile. If someone's interested in, in checking out Pile, how do they go about uh, finding Pile or possibly starting the process for coming to work for you? Yeah, well, we would love to hear from you. We have over 200 openings now. We have 4,000 employees already on board. Um, we're coming up on our 100-year anniversary, like I said, so we're a very stable company. Um, Pilejobs.com is the easiest way. Um, you know, just, you know, just log on there and, um, you'll be connected to, you know, different openings. Um, Kyle Kratzer is, is the other, he's the gentleman that's in charge of our military recruiting. Um, and he can be reached, uh, via email at kkratzner at adweepile.com. Awesome. And Pat, I'll give you the last word, uh, as far as, um, any last bit of advice, if somebody's in the military or on their way out, going through a transition at the moment. Uh, you know, what kind of advice would you have for them or what comes to mind? My, my advice would be don't, you know, just, just take the action, take the advice, but be true to yourself. Right. And don't feel like you have to have all the answers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 55 years old. I just started a new job and I feel like I finally just, you know, found the place that I want to be. Um, so if you don't know what you want to do, um, you know, give Pyle a look. We we'll work with you. We'll expose you to different things and, and, you know, help you figure it out. Awesome. Well, thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for sharing your words of wisdom and, uh, uh, insider's view of what's going on out there in the hiring process, especially with a Dewey Pyle. And, uh, hopefully we can, uh, send some veterans your way and do good things. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Pat. We're out. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.